1: It's not often we chat from the stars of the mainstream adult entertainment world, but once in a while we're presented with an opportunity to find out about the women in the industry. And this week we visit with a veteran who has taken adult success and moved it into mainstream horror films. Intoxicating, beautiful, fascinating. These are words that perfectly describe adult entertainment superstar, Brittany Amber. For over a decade, this stunning blonde has entertained erotica fans with her powers of seduction and love of sex. Britney has starred in hundreds of adult films, won several industry awards and continues to thrive. And as her career evolves, Britney has solidified her unique brand by crossing over into mainstream productions and creating social media content. And now she's alongside Eric Roberts in the new horror movie, The Arrangement, coming soon to a theater near you. Now let's visit with Brittany Amber on what women and other wonderful humans want.
0: It's five questions about memorable firsts. We call it The First Five.
1: Brittany, first time you ever set foot in the bunny ranch, and what were your emotions?
2: Um, well, the first time I went to the bunny ranch, I was I was 20 years old. Um, I had never worked in the sex industry before, so I didn't know what to expect in general. Um, I was a big fan of the show Cat House. I was I used to watch it while I was working because I worked a graveyard shift job, so that's what came on at night, and that's how I became familiar with the Moonlight Bunny Ranch and started getting very interested in it. And then um, at first, you know, I don't know, I think like, see, because I was so young, I wasn't so in my head about it as I would be now. I think, I you know, I just kind of would, you know, like most young people just jump into things head first without really thinking about it or really considering, you know, how it'll affect my life and where it'll go from there and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't have any initial, um like fears really I don't know I was more excited I guess and then um uh, also without knowing too because I didn't know that there could be days that go by that you don't book a party or how all that works or anything like that so my first day there I didn't book any parties or you know nobody had chosen me or anything I didn't know I didn't know like what was going on with me I just I, I really started getting in my head about everything you know and oh and then I started crying and but you know there's a lot of girls there that were comforting me and were you know helping me um acclimate and everything so there's one girl she brought me to her room like five other girls came with her and we're like you know at that point too you know it was the first time I was really away from home so there's a lot just going on in my head it was all kind of just like like an avalanche it wasn't really only the fact that I didn't book anything in the first day it was just you know it was just a lot of stuff and then Um, after, you know, and they're crying, talking to the girls after a little while, there's another bell. And they're like, do you think you can make this one, you know, real nice and trying to get me, you know, kind of cleaned up and I'm like, okay, I'll try. And then that's when I got my first, uh, my first booking, my first party. That's what they called those, the, uh, you know, the times (laughs) with Mm -hmm. the girls. So, um, yeah, that was how my first party was was booked so then everything was kind of downhill from there you know kind of started getting the hang of everything
1: first time you were ever discovered for a mainstream adult role mm-hmm. and your reaction to it
2: uh the first time i was discovered for well see what happened was um after a while of working at the bunny ranch it was about almost a year i had met somebody that was working in the adult film industry already and I was already I was care, more curious about that than actually working at the bunny ranch but I didn't know how to get into either you know career I mean career, well, if, you career, if you if you will I don't know what you call it but um your lines of work or whatever so I you know the for how I actually got into the bunny ranch is I had messaged Dennis Hoff on MySpace and I was like this is the most (laughs) MySpace that's taking it back yeah yeah that's how long ago it was but um I didn't know how else to go about it, you know. I know it's probably not that you go about it, but I was like, this is such a long shot. I was also married at the time too, so I didn't even think anything would come of it. But luckily, Dennis did see my message and he got back to me in two days with all the information and everything. But um I didn't know anything about how to get, you know, into doing movies, and I didn't know that you needed an agent and whatnot. So um, after I talked to this girl Jocelyn, she you know, really informed me a lot on the industry and how to get into it and everything, told me about different agents, and at the time, because she had been in the industry a while, um, her agent was not, I don't know, the best agent, she even told me to, like, I would not recommend him for a new girl, you know, and then she even told me a few others that were actually much better choices that I had realized moving forward, but I just didn't know. Like, I was young. I was dumb. I was just like, well, you know, he's your agent. He, like, Why does it even matter? I didn't even know why it mattered to have a good agent, you know, but um, that's how, you know, I came to get into my first uh, adult film. He had booked me. What was the very first one? Um, the very, very first one was it was actually, it was so janky, I mean, like, he was actually a legit director, and I had worked for him many times following this, but it was some kind of, like, weird casting couch sort of scene kind of thing, and it was just, it was, like, all POV, I don't remember what the company of that actual thing was called, you know, and then, (laughs) I don't know, it was, like, really quick and easy, it was, like, and not very memorable because like I said it was not I feel like it wasn't even like a super real production even though I know he was a legit director you know um he was just putting me in all kinds of situations and then actually I could tell you about the following one um he booked a scene with me for a legit company everything like that and he told me at the end of the scene there'll be a few guys that come in and come on your face kind of like you know he didn't even tell me what that you know how that even came together but he's like it's all in the same scene you know you, you finish this scene and then the guys come in anyway so that wasn't the case we finished the scene and he tells me to go get cleaned up and get ready for the next scene and i'm already like what does even mean by this so um I get myself ready anyway and then he was like oh go meet the come with me to meet the guys you'll be working with and then he leads me into a room with 30 plus guys and I was like I didn't know what to do I told you I was young I was very naive I didn't know what to expect at all. Like, I didn't know, he, Then he, I didn't know that I could walk away. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anybody really in the industry besides talking to Jocelyn for an hour that night, you know? And so my agent leads me to believe that if I even leave, you know, that that will give me a bad name in the industry. And that, you know, I walk off, you know, just really got, you know, really just a scumbag, you know what I mean? And so that's how <laughs> that went down the second scene. So, I mean, uh, point being like, yeah, those, that, that, those were my first experiences. And luckily, I had met Shy Love, who at the time owned ATMLA. And I told her about what was going on in my first week in porn. And she immediately was like, no more of this. You are mine. You have no say in this. I am rescuing you. And she did. She rescued me from this fucking monster. And uh, <laughs> that, was, that was only the tip of the iceberg, too. He really packed a punch in the first week, i to tell you. But um, and also, if anybody listening wants to get into porn, yes, it very much matters who your agent is. So.
1: <laughs> first time you ever finished a movie and walked off the set and said, this is really what I've always wanted to do.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, as soon as I, you know, got with Shai, she really started putting me into a lot of fun productions, like working for Hustler and whatnot, you know, like all of the um, barely legal stuff um, that I was on the cover of Hustler. She got me just a lot of great work from then on. And like, I was so, so lucky that she found me a week after this, pile of crap got me you know what i mean so it was pretty much as soon as she got me she was putting me in all kinds of great stuff and then my career started taking off from there so i'm so thankful and grateful to shy even to this day i always think like oh what if she didn't find me oh my god
1: first time you ever met a celebrity who asked you out oh god um
2: oh uh, yeah, yeah um so there was a situation, um, God, what's the guy's name now? I can't even think of his name, um, but he was, ai uh, I don't know. He was very prevalent in the, um, adult world, uh, <laughs> I guess he actually even directed a movie, but he's a mainstream photographer, or, not photographer, I'm sorry, mainstream musician. And so I met him at a party in downtown LA, or I think it was, it was a club called Vice, and he was there with another adult film star. He was there with um, Sonny Leone actually that night. So I recognized her too. And she was really, really cool. And she was hanging out with them. And, but I was actually there with uh, one of my other good friends. And we were there with a few other people that we had met earlier on in the day at this golf um, tournament thing. They had this, you know, the Vince Neil golf tournament that they used to have every year. So I was actually hired to do that. That was one thing that Shy got for me too. So ATMLA, we had our hole there. And so we actually met Kevin Federline and some of his friends. And then so the friends of his we actually were going out with that night. And so then that's when I first met this this guy that I'm talking about. And then um so I didn't actually leave with him that night, but then we stayed in touch afterwards and <laughs> um I don't know he ended up being just crazy but I wouldn't say he like asked me out I know like what his intentions were he just wanted to fuck me and stuff just like you know what he did with all the other girls you know and it's funny too because even Shy was telling me because she knows Sammy is very notorious she was like come on don't don't give him what he wants you know in other words she didn't say it like that but it's just like you know what he wants the rest is going and it was just, like I said, I was so young and so dumb. When I first got in this business, I don't know. You know, that's
1: how that goes. <laughs> first time you ever met a celebrity and really felt respected? Hmm.
2: Wow. Uh, how's that happen? Let me think. Um, <laughs> uh, let me think. uh. I'm trying to think like first time when did I first meet a celebrity I don't know Um, oh, I don't meet celebrities all the time or anything like that but trying to think um oh you know someone who just comes to mind I'll just throw it out there it's really not the first celebrity I've ever met but I was just thinking about this the other night because um there was somebody on tv talking about him because um you know how uh, Bill Cosby's out of jail now and so, you know, Hannibal Burris, the comedian who, like, outed him. So I met Hannibal Burris during AVN in the elevator one year, and he was so cool. He was so funny. He was just, like, how he is on TV. And he just, like, was cracking jokes just, like, off the top of it. Like, that's just how he, like, communicates. I love that. You know, like, he is actually, like, a funny person, not somebody who just has, like, jokes written for them and then you know, is not even funny in real life, but he really is, he was, like, making me laugh so much, and I was just like, yeah, and we got some selfies with him, he was so cool, I love Hamill Burris.
1: I love it when I hear a good story, because there's so many bad stories you hear, it's so nice to hear yes. when a celebrity <laughs> is great.
2: Yes, yes, I know, right, that's why I was like, yes, yeah. and I'm like, eww, wow, I <laughs> really a normal occurrence especially for a porn star
1: (laughs) realizing that you're polyamorous can be a wonderful insight the polyamory dating guide is a book about finding other people who share your view of polyamory and want to share it with you this book includes a variety of sections poly specific dating such as navigating online dating with a review of poly specific dating sites and how to make a profile that works real-time dating tips that will tell you where to find polyam people and how to make a positive impression how to date as an existing couple, and if you should. Dating as an introvert, queer in dating, and lots more. Get your copy at polyamorydatingguide.com.
0: Hi, this is Jane Boone, the author of the novel Edge Play. It's a revenge fantasy where the big short meets 50 shades of gray. Only the women wield the whips and the billionaires submit. You can find it at Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle. And be sure to check out my episode with Tara Indiana right here on what women and other wonderful humans want. Thank you. Are you liking what you're hearing? Check out the Total Archives wherever you find your podcasts. And please remember to subscribe so you don't miss a minute. And while you're there, help John out by giving him a rating and review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's get back to what women and other wonderful humans want.
1: Brittany Amber has starred in many an adult film and is now crossed over into mainstream media with a movie starring Eric Roberts called The Arrangement. And how was the arrangement made for Brittany to be in that movie?
2: Oh, how how did they arrange for me to be in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, funny so um you know cleo valentine the tattooed porn star
1: yeah okay so
2: yeah she was with um the same agency that i was with she actually starred in another mainstream movie with me a few years back girls guns and blood and so she was actually supposed to be doing this role this was um something that they had booked her for and um she was going through some um some uh uh I guess she was sick or something she was like Mm -hmm. on bed rest for quite some time and then she found out you know it was just it got extended and so she wasn't able to do this so she recommended me and I was so grateful and um so they had me come out and yeah it was uh, I was out there for a few days that was actually my first time to Philadelphia and I'm actually going back there again for the second time feature dancing at the end of August so I'm so excited that was the first time I had a real Philly cheesesteak. Oh, my God. It was amazing. <laughs> and they don't make them like that anywhere else. It's it's weird. Like, I, you can't find a legit made Philly cheesesteak anywhere else but Philly. I guess it makes sense. But, damn, I've been thinking about that so much. I'm very excited for that.
1: Did you have Gino's or Pat's?
2: I had Pat's. I had both. Mm. But I like Pat's the best. So I'll just say that, yeah. I like the bread better at Pat's. It's more... um it's not as soft, you know, so it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just like holds it the the form better and so. Oh, I just, uh but they're both so amazing. But I, I just love. I'm just like sucker for really good bread, you know. Ah. That's my thing. So <laughs> some people say though well, the meat's better at Gino's, you know. I can see that. No, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but the bread's more of a priority to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you talk about the fact you're going to be a featured dancer at in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I am sure that being a featured dancer, obviously you have men who are uh, coming to see you, uh, very much fans, I am sure. hmm Can you give me a story about, because we talk about how people connect with each other so much on this show. Can you Mm -hmm. give me the story of someone who surprised you in at one of your performances in the fact that they were just a good guy? Um.
2: Oh, you mean a fan? A fan. Oh, okay. Um, Again, actually, there's been many times. That's why I'm like, dang, this is really a hard one um that's like the the really cool thing about feature dancing in general is that you get to meet so many awesome fans and like everybody is so awesome there's not like one asshole at all that you ever meet you know it's how everybody's always just so grateful to see you and are always so over complimentary bringing mm-hmm. gifts and oh my gosh everybody's all so nice and does such so special little things for you and it's just like, oh, do I even deserve this? I hope that, <laughs> yeah, that, I, that I do. I don't know. But um, I think that people will can also tell how grateful I am as well. You know, I think it comes across.
1: Yeah. How much of the character Brittany Amber is in you, the human, <laughs> and how yeah. much of you is in Brittany Amber? Uh, um you know,
2: I'm gosh, you know, the only thing that's like really a character about me is like I was saying is like, you know, when I am around people, like I'm just like very like happy and smiling, like super like over the top. Like, you know, I have big, big, you know, but I, I normally do have, um, very big, um, ex- um, expressions and illustrators with my hands. I'm always like talking to my, you know, um, so i, I wouldn't say that i'm very much different from either i don't feel like it's two different things i know that some people really are a lot different than they are in real, are, real life but then i feel like that starts to like become their i don't know if there's people i don't know i mean i feel like it, in general what i'm trying to say i guess is that i feel like it, whatever side you be, be, you choose to take if you decide to just be your normal self or you decide to like change your persona and become somebody else that all those kind of merge into one thing eventually one side or the other but i don't think i've ever been far from myself i i i, I think that i come across because even like you know in my youtube videos and whatnot that i'm always just really myself and i think i, I do come across very genuine and i think that's one of the most um what's appealing things about me anyway and I always hear that from so many people all the time especially on YouTube because that's a place you can get a lot of feedback about how about your videos and about your personality and whatnot and so I think that I do come across very very genuine to a lot of people and that's the thing that stands out about me
1: your YouTube channel is so much fun I uh, watched the Black Widow uh, (laughs) cosplay video which I really like because obviously I like cat suits. That's yes, me. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're sexy. But what is this obsession with Indian snacks?
2: Oh, um, I just did the one Indian snacks video. I wonder if that's the most popular of the snack videos but at one point during was it during the pandemic or before I don't remember I think it was actually at the beginning of the pandemic I started doing these um trying snacks from around the world videos because I found all these on Amazon I'm like oh these are so cool like I was just curious you know because all these snacks from all these different places and then I'm like yeah I might as well shoot up for my for my YouTube because a lot of people do those kind of videos and it's also a way to kind of connect with
1: other people around the world have you found a favorite snack that you've had?
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> I got her some Pokemon cards, and I know she's like, you know, so freaking foamy at the mouth for <laughs> them, you know. <laughs> uh, but um, oh shit. What was I gonna say now? Um, oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I had <laughs> asked, have you found a
1: favorite yeah. snack?
2: Oh no, oh no. I'll get to that though. But what I was gonna say though is that I noticed. I don't know if it's from before. Uh, these videos or if it came from these videos but I have fans from all over the world more so than like more here like in the country like I'll, like, I'll see a few people from around the country you know or I talk to you know all my only fans from you know a few people around the country but a lot of the times like a huge percentage of them are from like all over the world like South America, Europe freaking um, it, like a lot of people from India, a lot of people from like Philippines all this time I was so flattered like oh my god Everybody chimes in, everyone's like, I'm from here, I'm from here, from Mexico, I'm from Canada. It's like always all over the world rather than saying a bunch of states, you know, especially when I do my Instagram live, people are always shouting out all oh, these other countries rather than all these other states. And I'm like, wow, that is amazing. So that's why, that's why I like to, and that's another reason why I was thinking about starting that little series back up on my channel. um Because I, I don't know, I really like that, and I want to do like Mexican snacks next and I want to do um what was the other one I found I want to do like some Norwegian snacks I was going to do that before because you know I'm like half Norwegian so I did want to um you know like some of my heritage But that, those snacks look gross though I'm on the back burner
1: but I'll eventually do that too I will make the suggestion that you try Australian and New Zealand too there is a snack called uh, Tim Tam, which is to die for
2: Tim Tam. I've actually heard about that. Somebody else was doing, uh, cause I like to watch the snack videos too, but I did Australian snacks and, um, oh, Vegemite. Oh, no. That's all you was saying. I like got just, I can't even, I, I know I tried a lot of different snacks, but that's the only thing that really stood out to me. And I was just, oh my God. So just blown away. I can't believe that people actually like that how can you li- how can people like that i don't
1: know i'm not quite sure but tim tams are the bomb and for those of you who don't know tim tams are chocolate wafered uh like chocolate wafers that are covered by uh full milk chocolate and if you bite off the ends you can use them as a straw to drink your milk and it's amazing
2: oh
1: it's wonderful but oh, yeah, I digress.
2: The, the straw part, yeah, I know, I know. I never heard the straw part, but I remember there was somebody that I was watching that did those before trying them. I think it was Miranda Sings. She went to Australia and someone gave her Tim Tams, and yeah,
1: <laughs> looks good. So, have you enjoyed making those YouTube videos because it shows a different side of your personality, or is it something that uh, you do because you're able to feel connection with your fans more?
2: Um, you know, it's yeah, definitely. You know, I I do. I, it is like I said, yeah, a way to definitely connect with my fans, and I, now that I think about it, probably more than any other platform. But you know, also OnlyFans too, because you know, getting to directly message with fans. But I think, like you know, just in a general platform, you know, because. I don't know like I'm just sitting there you know talking just being myself and just you know um sharing things from my life that I think are interesting or that I hope that I hope people are interested in or whatever you know like I'll do my Pokemon sometimes you know when I was like I I still am into Pokemon now Pokemon cards I always have been but I'm trying to like do to open less packs because I start to (laughs) Literally like five thousand dollars a month on Pokemon cards at one point. Just so much money on this shit. Yeah. So um yeah, they're expensive. So I'm trying, I'm trying to suppress that hobby, that that habit that bad habit. Um, and so uh but anyways, like I was gonna say, I did some YouTube videos with that because that, that was another thing that kind of excused that. I was like, Well I can do YouTube videos with it, you know. And then I started doing that, and that was fun and also um like <laughs> I'm gonna do this again too but I, I did this video called a like Pussy Picasso where I was like painting a canvas with my bush yeah that was that was a really fun video and I did some for my OnlyFans too and I gotta do that again because obviously I don't like you know hide my vagina on OnlyFans so that's the good thing about that but <laughs> 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 um what else are you doing lately oh my gosh a lot of toy reviews too sex toys because obviously i use tons of sex toys in my videos on OnlyFans, for live shows for you know a plethora of things for my own personal use so i have tons of companies that send me toys to review for um you know a different platform so what i'll do is i will unbox it and give my first initial reaction review on youtube and then i go and i i film you know the x-rated version for pornhub with the toy so I can give it, you know, the real review, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that, that's really cool, how, you know, you work in junction like that, you know, um also, I try on hauls on my YouTube are very, very popular, the most popular thing, I have two that are coming up soon, everyone keeps asking me when they're coming back, but those videos get hundreds of thousands and millions of views, you know, whenever I do those, and so I need to be doing more of those, but the thing that sucks, though, is, YouTube okay so I recently did a bikini try on haul and there was no nudity at all in it but they pulled that video down and gave my channel a strike so it, you know it's very uh stressful to put those videos at 10 times because you never know when they want to attack and I literally I'm just sitting there ruling my mind over like what the heck did it, is wrong with this and they've done before well and it's so, always so random because before they will just, um, age restrict the video or they'll just make it, you know, like yellow restricted, um, monetization or whatever. So it's just random, whatever the hell they want to do at any point. So it's very nerve wracking. I don't want to lose my channel and you don't want to, if you get get three strikes, you can lose your channel and mm. all that, all that years of work and subscribers and everything. But I uh, was, so I'm trying to walk the line, you know, with that a little more easily, but I do have a laundry haul coming up very soon. I just got the package in the mail, tons of hot stuff. And this other company, there's another cool thing too. Companies do send me laundry and now um, tons of workout clothes. There's this is company OYS, I believe. And they sent me all this like really sexy workout clothes for me to try on. So that'll be the very next video that will be going up. Well, I'll, I just didn't,
1: I'm sorry. I'll definitely have to take a look at that because... Well, I'm a catsuit guy, and I love work, uh, seeing wonderful workout clothes, so I'll definitely yes, take yes. a look at
2: that. Yes, they're all like skin tight and stuff too, you know, like all like super sexy, like Instagram model looking stuff, you know, because they want me to promote on my Instagram, also my YouTube, so I've been doing that kind of stuff, but I know that those videos will be hit and hit for those who've been waiting, I keep getting tons of comments on my other videos, like these are great, where are the triangles? I
1: know. I want to talk about two things that just came up, uh, as far as sex toys and working your whole life and and working so many years to gain a certain amount of followers. So the first thing I want to talk about is that Uh you garnered one point three million followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And one morning you woke up and I'll let you take the story from there.
2: Oh yeah, I know. I know that. Unfortunately is a story for so many girls. So, you know, I try not to like, you know, complain about it or anything. That's just the way it is. You know, everybody gets their shit taken down. And fortunately that was the first and only time that I had my channel taken away from, or not channel, sorry, my Instagram taken away from me. And then I restarted it, I think it was December of last year, and very quickly they had already, you know, did all kinds of restrictions to my account, I'm not even able to go live anymore, Um, they shadow banned me, you know, very quickly, it's very hard to find my my real account, and then (laughs) it's very easy to find all the fake accounts, which really sucks for not only me, but, you know, people who are actually trying to get a hold of me, and, you know, um and get scammed and it's just really sad so um i don't know who this helps when they do that kind of stuff but um it's frustrating and you just gotta roll with the punches You know, so I'm trying, even though I've always been so good about not putting anything, even slightly risque on there, you know, I'll post the most PG thing and they'll pull it down. And then you always have to click the bottom. Like, let us know if you made a mistake. Sometimes I'll get my stuff back. Sometimes I won't, but the restriction will still stay on my account, Mm. you know, even if I get my pictures back or what. So I made a backup account recently. Um, my my main account is only Brittany Amber, but spelled B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. And then now I have the, the only Brittany Amber too. So that one's um, kind of under the radar. So excuse me. <laughs> so they haven't been messing with that one too much. So it's always good to have a backup account because when in a search, that backup account comes up before my main account because my, the main account's pretty much... Um, A ghost you can't find Mm -hmm. it anywhere, you know. So that one comes up and then I have in my bio. This is my main account. So hopefully people are easier to find me that way. But um, you know, it's a struggle. It is what it is.
1: (laughs) And for our listeners, you can go to the show notes and we will have all the official ways to find Brittany's work, including Instagram, YouTube, and all the other ways you can find her in the show notes where you That'd can be just great. click you. and there you'll have the official ones. No fakes, just official.
2: Uh, nice. Good, good.
1: <laughs> Talking about something that I have never had an opportunity to talk to any of my guests before about, and that mm-hmm. is you have a sex toy mm-hmm. that is you.
2: Yes. <clears throat> well, it's my vagina, rather. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> That's still amazing to me explain (laughs) to me how how does one get a sex toy of themselves
2: well um i I was lucky enough that um cairo had approached me um last year and i at the time you know um so years ago i don't know if anybody remembers but i was supposed to have my toy come out with this company porn star stroker i don't know whatever happened with all that But I was waiting for years for that to come out, and then finally, you know, Cairo stepped in and saved the day, and they came out with what I believe is even even more um, incredible toy, because it is actually compatible with their virtual reality toy, Keon. And so I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe that it's part of this toy. I've never even seen one of these. VR toys before. They sent me one in the mail. I actually did a review on my Pornhub of the Keyon if you guys are interested in seeing how that works. But it also connects to other interactive toys. It connects to uh, Bluetooth to your computer. People on the other end can control the Keyon. You know, you can also go onto their website, um, the Feel X website, and they have tons of. Um, scenes that are integrated into VR, so that you can use all those scenes with the toy. And I sent them tons of scenes. I have probably like 20 scenes over here that you can watch in VR with the key on and my pussy attachment.
1: <laughs> to me, that is something that I could have never imagined. Even though you always saw it in science fiction, throughout the years that this is eventually going to happen and now mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm.
2: i know it's like uh, it, it reminds me of remember demolition man from the 90s
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and that's how they had sex with like the vr thing they don't actually touch each other <laughs> very similar to that and i love it
0: hi my name is leanne and i am the owner of polyphilia where you can get your daily fix of memes dedicated to polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, and personal growth in open relationships. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at polyphiliablog, spelled P-O-L-Y-P-H-I-L-I-A-B-L-O-G. I hope to see you there, and please also check out my episode on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Hello, I'm Jessie Sage from Peep Show Media. Peep Show Media is a multimedia magazine bringing news and stories from the sex industry. Be sure to check out our website at peepshowmedia.com for essays, porn reviews, events, interviews, news stories, and more. Also, make sure to listen to our podcast, The Peep Show Podcast, anywhere you get podcasts. And for a bit more of a personal glance into my life, make sure to check out my January 15th interview on what women and other wonderful humans want it's time to get back to learning about the most important connection of all, the one we have with our authentic selves on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky.
1: I listened to an interview of yours today, and it talked a lot about cliche scenes in porn videos. Mm -hmm. Pizza delivery man um pool boys whatever you can think of (laughs) yeah and in discussing with other mainstream adult stars i Mm -hmm. once put the question to them if women were in charge of the content in porn videos what would they want to put into it
2: have you ever
1: thought of that yourself uh,
2: well, yes, actually, because I'm, I'm actually in the middle of creating my own production company now. I have the logo already made, but I'm waiting on the trademark and everything like that. So, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, the groundwork, the beginning groundwork, foundation work. But, um, uh, yeah, I, so I, there's not much I can say now about it, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. I for me anyway. I like, um, you know, kind of like. Uh, I I guess I could say it is kind of like more like a telenovela. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like at the end, because it's going to be like a webisode or you know web series. So um, there's going to be like a big twist at the end for the first project I'm doing. You know, and it's like a telenovela, but it's like a you know a twist at the end and. So, yeah, kind of like that, because I like dramatic stuff. I like to, you know, um, especially, I don't know, stuff that, like, really crosses the line with things, and you're like, oh, you know, I don't know. I guess that kind of stuff, but I I can't speak for all women. I don't know what girls normally like to do. Um, I've seen before, you know, girls just like to do, you know, like, glittery and cute things (laughs) and, like, very, you know, um, more, like, uh, visually stimulating things. I don't know. But,
1: you know. I I have a very interesting theory, and I'd love for you to comment on it, Mm -hmm. that I believe that if women made porn, it is porn that can be watched together and enjoyed (laughs) by both, whereas men's porn is pretty much about getting the guy off and (laughs) doesn't really worry about the woman. Is that an accurate statement? Mm -hmm.
2: You know but I wouldn't say that's either either or because there are men and women that like you know one genre where you like to watch movies and there's another genre like because because honestly to be a hundred percent honest with you, like anytime I've ever watched porn and I was masturbating, I never watched anything it had a storyline it was always straight to it I don't care about any of that shit so I don't know if there's if that's what it takes for some girls I mean because you can I guess if you were to watch a porn together you would want to watch something that has some kind of storyline because it's Mm -hmm. that that'd be kind of weird you kind of want to like get comfortable with each other and work into it so I think in that case I would do that but when I'm by myself I don't, I'm not going to watch a movie. I'm not going to watch stuff with a storyline or anything like that. I'm just going to watch something that gets me to it. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and I love the fact that you can help people get to it in a different way, as you are a certified sexologist. <laughs>
2: I know, I am
1: now. Ah,
2: the I did during the pandemic. I know, was hilarious. So yeah, I got my
1: certificate hanging on my
2: wall. I think mean, it's so funny. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I do that mostly because I feel like it gives me more credibility with my toy reviews and whatnot. Because I notice a lot of toy reviewers are all like certified sexologists, doctor this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and also they're like the most uncharismatic people. And I don't know if that's like supposed to be a thing because it's like, hi, I'm Dr. Da. da, da, da. <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to make you more interested in a toy. Not in my opinion. So I was like, I gotta bring some flavor to this. <laughs>
1: I think that's great. And what a great way to spend the pandemic was making yourself uh, be able to Ooh. do something new that you can use as time goes on.
2: So yeah, yeah, of course. Of,
1: speaking of that, as time goes on, is there something that you have your site set on? I know you mentioned the production business, mm-hmm. but is there something that Brittany Amber 10, 20 years from now has their site set on?
2: oh my gosh, 10 or 20 years, years—that's so far, but I don't know, um, yeah, like I say, I think, you know, um, the project that I'm working on now, the, comp- the production company I'm working on now, that's uh, going to be already probably a couple of years to get that going, that's like, oh, that's really in my foresight now, and I think if I'm trying to, like, focus on too much, it's going to just overwhelm me, and then I'm not going to want to do anything, so I got to just, like, focus on one thing at a time, because sometimes I'll get like that, like, if I have, so much to do and i've got just it's so overwhelming that i just get so so much anxiety about it and i don't want to do anything (laughs) i just gotta focus one thing at a time and i'm already very proud of myself that i have this that's coming and also it like it entails a lot like i've already written on the whole first um web or web series so that was a lot of work and I now I got to start do more and more writing, you know, that's just, I, you know, I just got to focus on that so that it's good.
1: One thing that I noticed in the material that was sent over to me about you is you have a lot of industry awards. And yeah. Well, fi- I
2: feel a lot. I don't know. I feel like maybe I should get more. I don't know. <laughs>
1: And one thing I've noticed, and this coming from mainstream media, where mm-hmm. I have my share of Emmys, I'll take them. I like yes. awards too, but <laughs> the adult industry loves its awards. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We do have
2: a lot of award shows and
1: stuff. <laughs> what What is your favorite award that you have ever gotten? And what is the award that you kind of look at and you went, I won that? <laughs> oh my
2: gosh I don't know I I really I'm really always just first of all I'm, I'm always even honored to be nominated for anything any kind of recognition I'm always so grateful for and um I I don't know I wouldn't say that I look at anyone and like oh, I won that I don't know there's nothing that I have that's that would be considered I don't know <laughs> uh yeah um because, I mean, I've won, I mean, one of my favorite ones, I guess Best Female Performer, because that's like a best all-around kind of thing. Um, but I, I did win my first AVN award this year, and, the, like, the actual, like, if you're talking about, like, the physical award, mm-hmm. like, that one, like, that's a serious award. It's, like, so big and heavy, and it's, like, trumps all the rest when it's next to them, you know, it's like, boom. So I, I love that. And I'm, I'm very grateful to you actually finally win an, an AVN award. So yes.
1: So yeah. Are you looking to do some more mainstream films? Because I even uh, mentioned that uh, I, I go back to a model that an actress that I remember a lot, Kim Bittner, also known as Pia Sands uh, from the old Harmony Communications days back in the 80s, ended up being a scream queen. Uh, Have you Mm -hmm. ever thought that you'd end up being a scream queen with uh, the horror movies? Because I know you love horror as a genre.
2: I do. I really do. Oh yeah. No, I I never really thought that I would, you know, here's the thing, like back when, (coughs) back when I was in school, um, you know, I took quite a few acting classes and then I also, um, afterwards, I had done like one-on-one acting classes at the studio in Ontario. So I did put, you know, some work into acting, but you know, I never really tried to pursue it. It's always been stuff that's just kind of crossed my way. Like, like I was even explaining the thing with Cleo and everything. I never pursue it. It kind of just comes to me. So th- because of that, I never really thought. You know, I still don't think anything's like else is going to come, but I'm sure more will. You know, because I'm not pursuing it. So that's when I'm always like, whatever. But um, uh, maybe I will, I don't know, but you know, you know, like I am starting to get older. I'm like, shoot, I should do this stuff now. If I really do want to, ah, you know, that's like so much, but then I'm also so busy doing my own content already, you know, and I have so many ambitions in that direction. So it's just hard, but, um, I do like acting though. And I do feel I'm good at acting. So I do w- would like to utilize it in, you know, if I do get a good enough, um, offer that comes my way.
1: Is there one thing in your personality or in your background that would simply floor your fans to know?
2: Everybody knows pretty, I feel like everybody knows that I was a bow hunter. And I wouldn't say like was, I just, I, you know, I haven't, it's like since the pandemic, I haven't been out, you know, doing much of anything. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, um, I think it is time to start shooting my bow again, at least. I used to do competition. See, Before I started doing hunting, um, I, you know, was a competitive archer for many years. And then I started um, shooting at this um, outdoors club called the Ranko Bowman. And a lot of hunters go there to practice. And then I started doing the 3D competitions there. And a lot of hunters do those for practice as well. So that's how I became... <laughs> Oh my gosh, sorry, I'm, everybody, I'm sick, but um, I, that's how, um, you know, I became interested in, it. I started talking to more people out there, more, more, bow more bell hunters, and also because, you know, I'm a good archer, um, and also because, like, a little side note, you know, I was, like, very into doomsday prepping and things like that, and so it's just a really great skill to have. You know, so I, you know, I was like, well, why not? You know, I got my hunting license and, yeah, and I've done quite a bit hunting.
1: Brittany, is there anything you'd like to uh, promote upcoming uh, in the August, September type months? And is there anything you'd like us to make sure that we know about you? Uh, Uh, Basically, this is your plugging and elevator speech time.
2: I'm going to be dancing in New Jersey and Philly at the end of August it's on like 28th and oh, 20, I'm sorry 27th and 28th and it's cheerleaders Philadelphia and Oasis in New Jersey and so the first night I forgot I forgot which which night is which but I think the first night's Philly and the second night is New Jersey and then um yeah so since I'm back on the road I'm sure I'm gonna have more dates coming soon and I just actually got back from uh Pittsburgh. That was my first feature dancing gig back. So oh my gosh. That was a lot of fun. It was such a great turnout. So ah, and no masks, you know. So that was really cool. That was that was cool. I think it's actually harm sick now, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and then um what else is going on? Oh yeah, so my YouTube is Brittanyamber.tv and I post every week on there. Um and I do have my try-on hauls coming soon for everybody who is demanding them. And then, yes, my OnlyFans is BrittanyAmber.com or OnlyBrittany.com. Both take you to the same place. And like we were saying, Instagram. Oh, my God, you guys. I know it's, getting, it's so hard to find people on there and to keep track of them. But currently, it is only Brittany Amber at only Brittany Amber, and my, I spell Brittany like Britney Spears, B-R-I-T-N-E-Y, and then my backup account, the only Brittany Amber, if you, that's easier to find, and then it'll lead you to the right place, Twitter is Brittany underscore Amber, and I know I'm leaving other things out, I'm sure, oh, my Pornhub, go follow me on Pornhub, I post all the time over there to you, so all kinds of uh, amazing free videos,
1: yes, <laughs> And we will have all the official Brittany Amber links in our show notes. Yes. Brittany, it has been an absolute blast having you on the show. So enjoyed talking to you. I know you weren't feeling very well tonight, and I really <laughs> appreciate you pushing through. Yeah, it's no problem. So good to have you on the show.
2: Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Sorry if I sounded weird, you know, like you're coughing or anything like that. But I, I tried to, I don't know, express it as much as I could. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you having me on.
1: While I'm not a horror movie fan, I know Brittany lives for it. It's wonderful to see people cross over into mainstream cinema, and who knows, maybe Britney can follow the likes of Kim Bittner and other stars who went on to become Scream Queens. Next week, we visit with international dominatrix, the amazing Eva O. It's a fun conversation with a world-renowned personality, and that premieres next Tuesday. I'm John also known as Hi There Catsuit. Suit, thanking you for being with us. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always.
0: What women and other wonderful humans want connects with you. Leave us a message at 513-788-2527. And we invite you to follow us on social media check us out at what women want p1 on twitter what women want podcast on instagram and for our kinky friends on fetlife at wwwpodcast this has been a presentation of dating kinky we are kinky done differently